bondage. There is true freedom. The message version of 2 Corinthians 3.17. And when God is personally present, a living spirit, that old constricting legislation is recognized as obsolete. We are free of it, all of us. Nothing between us and God. Our face is shining with the brightness of his face. And so we are transfigured much like the Messiah. Our lives gradually becoming brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives when we become like him. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. We are going to celebrate the freedom that we have in the Lord today. We are going to celebrate the liberty that we have in him today. No longer are we slaves to sin. Amen. No longer. What's in the past is gone. He conquered it. He took care of it. He erased it. It's over. We are free because of him. We're going to celebrate this morning, all right? I want you to celebrate him this morning. As we start this video, as we begin worship, I want you to rejoice in who God is and what he's done in your life. Amen?
God, there is freedom in this place. There is liberty in this place. We thank you for your presence, Lord. Spirit, here I am. 
Holy Spirit is our drawing. You are worth waiting for. And there is nowhere else to go. Here I am at your feet. There's something more You are worth waiting for And there is nowhere else to go Here I am your feet I know there's something more Yes, I know there's something more Oh, I know there's something
surrender all Oh, I surrender all Yes, I surrender all
We've seen what you can do Oh God of wonder Your power has no end The things you've done before In greater measure There's no prison wall that you can break through, no mountain you can move, or things are possible. And there's no broken body you can raise, no soul that you can save, or things are possible. Dark as night, you can light it up, and you can light it up. Oh God of revival, let hope arise, death is overcome. You've already. in victory and now you're seated forever on the throne why should my heart be with you defeated I will trust in you alone the darkest at the ground God of revival pour it out pour it out come awaken your people come awaken our spirit God of revival pour it out pour it out every stronghold will come oh. 
my soul Won't you stir my soul Holy Spirit Stir my soul Won't you stir my soul Holy Spirit Stir my soul Sing, stir our souls Won't you stir our souls Holy Spirit Stir our souls Come awaken your people Come awaken our cities Oh God of revival Pour it out Pour it out Every stronghold will crumble I hear the chains hit the ground Oh God of revival Pour it out Pour it out And stir our souls Holy Spirit Stir our souls won't you stir our souls, Holy Spirit, stir our souls, won't you stir
want the new wine. I want it all, Lord. Your spirit come and fill us. Come and fill us. Your spirit, Lord. We surrender you. We surrender you. By the Spirit, there is freedom in this place, there is liberty in this place, Spirit of the Lord, you are welcome to face this way. Yes. We're, this is the direction of the city. But it's also northeast Nebraska. And we're going to declare and decree a thing. And it shall be established for you. And light will shine. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we declare and decree the walls of religion shall come down and the Spirit of God will move all over town. Great liberty and great freedom it 
shall be because my people will turn their attention towards me. Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, we declare and decree you're doing in our hearts individually and corporately we thank you father that you're opening our spiritual eyes to see the harvest of souls that are out there open our eyes soften our hearts open our ears to their cry lord use us Thank you, Father. We declare and decree signs, wonders, and miracles. It shall be so in the name of Jesus. Signs, wonders, and miracles. And we thank you, Lord. The blood. We plead the blood today. And we overcome by the precious blood of Jesus. We thank you, Father. And Lord, you said your angels hearken unto the voice of your word. We call forth the angels of God to go forth in our city, in northeast Nebraska, in our state. Go forth, angels of God. And draw the people in as we lift up the Son of God. We thank you, Father. We worship you. We worship you. Now, Lord, we lift our hands as a universal sign of surrender. And we say, Lord, use us. We say, Father, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So thank you, Father, (laughs) watching over your word to perform it in this hour. Thank you, Lord, showing forth your signs, wonders, and miracle power. We worship you, Most High God, today. We worship you. Hallelujah. And all God's people said, Amen, 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 amen. You may be seated. I don't know if you realize what great weight that carries in the realm of the Spirit. When you get a group of people corporately in agreement, working together, one will put a thousand to flight, two will put ten thousand to flight. A threefold cord is not easily broken. Amen. You know, I was... Micah was listening to something. He says, you need to listen to it. So late last night, we listened. It was on YouTube. And this was interview was conducted in the 70s. 
and they uh, interviewed the lot, really, I think probably the last two living survivors of Azusa Street. One was a, a, a pastor, they were both black, and one was a woman, they were probably close to 80 years old. Well, this was in 1974 or 5. And they gave a history of, of what happened in that great outpouring of God's Spirit. And, you know, the thing that, that, that they talked about, what, what God did with the children. And, and how the, the, the young children would prophesy. And miracles and, and, and prophecies and, and uh, people from different cultures and backgrounds, the, the Chinese, the Russians, all came together. And it was miraculous. And, of course, me being a pastor, I thought, well, you know, what about order? <laughs> you get all that going, you're going to have things get out of order. Well, I guess Brother Seymour would come down because he, he lived on the other side. It was in the same building. It was an old mission. And he, if things were getting out of hand, because it went 24-7. Can you imagine revival 24-7? Three years. And he'd come down the steps and he'd stamp his foot. And he'd say, this isn't right. Let's get it back in order. Amen. So if you see this, it means we need to get back in order. But I'll tell you, folks, it's coming. It's here. It's not off in the future. It's here. So get a hold of yourself. Get serious about the things of God. Great things in store. Oh, my. You know, and to think a few years ago, I thought about retiring. Oh, dear Jesus, I would have missed it. I would have missed it. Don't miss it. Amen, Kathy. There's a scripture that says uh, effective communication permits progress. And so I just want communi- to communicate a few things to you quickly, briefly. Um, I'm not a prophet. I'm just an old lady that's been around the block a few times. Actually, around the section a few times. And I just want to communicate where I think, where we've been, where we are, and where we're going. And I'll try to do it quickly. Uh, We moved out to this property in 1996. Because some of you are more new. So we've been here a long time. And we've done a lot of things through the years. We had a big youth group at one time. We've had in-home Bible studies. We've done some really cool outreaches. We had hosted a Skillet concert before, right before Skillet went big time. We had professional skateboarders. Eddie Alligar, an evangelist, when they opened the skate park. That was really cool. We had professional bikers out here. We done big children's ministries and most recently we've been doing the night to shine event and but in the last 10 to 15 years overall in the church body God has been pretty quiet and he's been pretty still and it's made people nervous and it's made people restless and what happened basically I think there were three things either churches completely disbanded and fell apart or they became like, they became in the flesh. They began works in the flesh, trying to make things happen. 
or they became, I think this is what we became, we were just in that hold on mode. We just got to hold on till Jesus starts to move thing. Just keep doing what we know to do, just preach the gospel, but evangelism was very tough. And what has happened is people have become accustomed to passive entertainment church. And it's not going to be that way anymore. In Isaiah 43, verse 18, it says, uh, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. And you know what he talks about? Don't consider the things of old. The character of God never changes. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But his methods and his seasons change. And we are in a new season. There's no no doubt about it. And the thing here, it says, I will do a new thing. Now, a new thing is a new thing. You know, when the Hebrews cried out, they wanted to get out of Egypt, and then God took them out, then they wanted to go back. Why are people like that? They cry out for something new, and then God does it, and they want to go back to the comfortable and the familiar. So two years ago in March of 2019, the flood came. And if you weren't here, everything was flooded here. Both buildings, all the property, everything around. And you would have thought it would have destroyed us, and it actually did the opposite. It restored us because Satan maybe brought the flood, but God brought the restoration. And we never missed a church service, but it was different because we met at the Hoskins Community Center and we had to eliminate every extra thing. All we did was have church on Sunday and work on this place to restore it all the rest of the time. Nothing extra. And then... That fall in September, I was walking across the parking lot, and the words just came up in my heart. By March, you will not even recognize this place anymore. Well, then that came last year, March 2020, and COVID hit. Actually, we'd been gaining momentum, and things were going good, and we had the building restored, and COVID hit. And that was a total another thing that the devil tried to do to destroy us, but God brought the restoration because God's a God of restoration. And we never missed a service. We had to alter them some. We did three drive-ins, but we never missed a beat. And God just, ever since then, God's just been more and more and more because all we ever did that year was have Sunday morning service and pray. And prayer is so vital. But through all of this, God was just doing a work in each one of us, I believe. God was preparing the way for what he's doing. And we are in a new season. And we don't want to be like the Hebrew people where we just want to go back. In Philippians, and I read this to you a couple weeks ago, Philippians chapter 3, beginning in verse 12, it says, Not that I've already attained nor am already perfected, but I press on and I lay hold of what Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. That, that's the season we're in right now. We're in that press-in season. 
Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forward. And see, a lot of people, we get new people, they're going to, and I don't understand this, why people do that, but they want change. They leave the former because they want something different, and then they get there, and then they try to make that the way it was before. Resistors and receivers. And we want to be receivers. I don't want to go back. He doesn't want to go back. I don't think majority of you want to go back. We want to go on to the new things. But we have to forget those things that are behind. Now, we don't forget God's character. We don't forget that the word of God is first place. But God's going to do it differently. It's going to be different. So we have to reach forward to those things that are ahead. I press toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Now, I'm going to make a quick note here. This is my thoughts, and I'm pretty sure it's accurate. You are not the harvest. The people here. You are not the harvest. You're the laborers that God has sent for the harvest. So you've got to get that mindset. God, that's why God's going to do things in order. What good would it do to bring in this huge harvest if he didn't have anybody to take care of them? So get in your mind. You are the laborers for the harvest. And we've got to prepare for that. He says in verse 15, therefore, let us many are mature have this mind. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. He touched on it. The reason the restoration from the flood brought such joy to my heart and was so peaceful and so blessed and everything went well was because of the unity. Nobody marched out of cadence. We just worked together, and we have to hang on to that. As we move forward, God pours out his spirit where there's unity. So we've got to guard with everything within us for that unity. We have to learn to work together. We have to be in this together because we are the laborers going into the harvest. Now, we still have things to do. We have things to prepare. We've got to get a new well put in. We've got to get people, everybody ready. So just continue to be faithful. We don't want to get out ahead of God, but we don't want to be behind him. We want to be right on track. So that's where we are. Thank you. Usher, you can go ahead and receive this morning's tithes and offerings.
It's your mercy that taught me forgiveness. And it's your love that's never ending. That's my Father. And you are good. And all the time, brother, that's right. I want to read to you a scripture then, you know, I want to be led by the Spirit every time I come up here, and that's my heart's cry. Um, and so I don't, I'm, I will forego the, the message. We were on a series about the Holy Spirit, and uh, but I want to play this video. It's about 12 minutes long, is all. And uh, this is a guy named Todd White. And how many have never heard of Todd White? Let me see your hands. Okay. Uh, I was just drawn instantly. Mike had watched and he had me listen to it. And, and this one particularly touched my heart. He's in Europe. He is an evangelist. He's got a, an anointing upon him, you can tell, because people are drawn to him. He's got the dreadlocks and the whole thing. And he, he's different. And but I'll tell you what, he's got a heart for, for, the, for people. And Jesus said in John chapter 4 and verse 34 he said my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work do not say there are still four months then comes the harvest behold i say to you lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they're already white for harvest and he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life and both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together for in this the saying is true one sows another reaps I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored, and you've entered into their labors. Now, one thing that came across, and I don't know if he mentioned this, it really stuck out to me. He said, when you're witnessing to people, you don't need to go for the juggler. You get what I'm saying? You know, some plant, some water, and some reap. That's, That's farm, isn't it? We should understand this in this agricultural area. So I want you to listen to this, and I just believe the Holy Spirit will, will deal with your heart. You know, not all of us, all of us are five-fold ministry gifts, but we're all called to work in the fields. And the harvest is ripe, and you're going to reach people I'm never going to reach. I'm going to reach people you're never going to reach. So let's watch this, please. You know, the first lady that came up to us, she's our waitress, and you can tell that she's new, and she's just starting her job, and and she's very kind, and all smiles, and she went and took our order. I don't know what happened. It was a little slower, and the manager came out and was like, wow, we're really sorry. It's her first day. It's new, and they took her away from our table, which is her livelihood, because as a waitress, you're in tips, and so, like, her tips have now been taken away from her, so... Your first day on the job when they move you and kind of scold you in that way. And she wasn't very nice to her. You could tell that she was a little bit angry. And then she sends another girl out that's going to be our new waitress. And so I was talking to her a little bit and sharing the reality of who God's created her to be. And she's just not a believer. She's not buying into it. Really? I don't know. Just don't believe. Because of, because of the churches and stuff in the area? or Because I didn't either my whole life. You can tell she's been hurt by a whole bunch of stuff. And honestly, you know, religion hurts people. And so religion tries to tie you to a bunch of rules that you can't walk out. And without relationship, it's impossible. 
and I left, I went to rehab, I thought I was going crazy. So the voice, hearing voices, and when I was in there, I had three nights in a row where I had encounters with Jesus. Not religion, with Jesus. Because if, if the Jesus in the Bible is real, if you met him, you would love him. But you just don't, but you don't um, like religion. It didn't happen to me, so. I know, I know. But if you got shot at, you'd change your mind. That, that would be sad. So we're talking to her for a little bit. She takes our order, she goes. The other girl comes back out front, and she's actually working as, the, um, as a greeter, which, of course, is less money than doing, you know, waitressing. And so she keeps looking over at the table because we keep talking about Jesus to different people, and it's going pretty amazing. I saw a lady that was walking by and said, you know, hey, can we talk to you for a second? So I came over, and she said that her daughter has been like a recluse. She's been very withdrawn. She said last night when you shared the gospel and you started to share about a house with rooms that you haven't surrendered, she said that her daughter ran front and gave her life to Jesus. And she started to cry when she listened to your testimony. Wow. And she started to cry. She just ran, and she opened her wow. up to Jesus. Oh. After she started to cry, she cried, cried so many hours. We go home, and I asked, oh. what does she feel? She says she feels loved, oh. and she feels happy. She gave her life to Jesus, and she gets born again. For a parent that's a Christian that's born again, and you see your child quiet and withdrawn, you want what's best for them, and what's best for them is a full surrender to Jesus. Listen, if I would have came here, and it would just be yours, just your heart, that would be so valuable, and it would be worth me coming here, just to know that your heart was touched by Jesus. I'm proud of you. So to see your child run forward and surrender her heart to Jesus, She's just thankful, and man, thank you so much for what you've done. My daughter's a changed girl, which was powerful because I saw her the next night in there, and the daughter was up front jumping up and down and worshiping and praising Jesus, like fully in love with God. She's been very angry her whole life, and last night she gave her life to Jesus, and her heart it went, oh, and she cried all night long, and she couldn't stop crying. Because I came here, we're speaking at the arena, and last night I, I shared Jesus. I was a drug addict for 22 years. And I didn't like any Christians. I didn't like anybody. It was all about me. And then 14 years ago I got shot at in a drug deal. And Jesus saved my life. And so I gave my life to him. Everything. And so when I tell you that he loves you, I mean he does love you. Okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. She said she couldn't help but to run to the front. She just, she ran to the front and then she said, I'm giving God all of my rooms. And here she was tucked away in her room and wouldn't talk to anybody. She's angry. Oh. Bro, if, okay, that's all I needed to hear. Now I'm finished. <laughs> oh my gosh, bro. <clears throat> How many other people? I love it when people look at you like, who is that guy and what's happening right now? <laughs> Ended up seeing this elderly couple that's over there. They keep wondering, like, what are these guys talking about? What are these guys talking about? And so we walked over to the table. They asked me to sit down, so I'm sitting down talking to them about Jesus. And So they just walked by and saw me. And she said last night she cried all night long because she said she felt that God loved her. And you could tell that they had 
a little bit of understanding of who God was, but not a relationship with Jesus, which is the facts, like so many places in the world. There's a difference between going to church and knowing him as a father. There's a difference. So the only way to know him as a father is to invite him to come and make his home inside, in your heart. Now there are a couple that have been together for like 30 years, they've been living together for 30 years. They, the whole marriage thing, I, I, they're not even thinking marriage, they're thinking we already are, because we're 30 years together. But they don't have a covenant with God, and so living together, it's just, there's no conviction there of anything. So the way to get conviction is to get born again. Because being born again, the Holy Spirit comes, you actually give Him your life, He comes into your heart, He starts to illuminate things that need to change. And one of those things that need to change is, of course, marriage. Jesus, Jesus I, believe I believe you died, you died. for my sin. And you, raised and you raised from the dead. From the dead. For me. For me. For me. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Of my sin. Of my sin. And make your home. I make your home. In my life. In my life. I give my heart to you. In Jesus' name. I shared our testimony about how my wife and I lived for nine years, girlfriend, boyfriend, and then Jesus came. And we got married, and I have to pray that that seed is going to convict them, hey, we should get married. As we're getting ready to leave, I saw our waitress, and I had a word of knowledge about her getting migraines. Do you get headaches? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Are they migraines? Yeah. Okay. Like, you get them, you get them every week? Uh, almost every day. Every day. Okay. So there's no... See, God spoke to me and told me that they get my, that they get heart condition, both of them. So we prayed, and we've seen Jesus heal people. So when I'm talking to you, he tells me that you get migraines. He, he, I heard it in my heart. So you didn't tell me. I told you that you get migraines, right? So I know you don't believe, and I'm not trying to get you to, but can I pray for you so that your headaches never come back? Very good. Can I pray for you? Sure. Here, come in your hand. I want to put my hand on your head, okay? Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. I command these migraines to never come back. Or our first waitress is still the greeter, and she's watching the whole time, thinking, man, these guys are really cool. This is my table, and I did a horrible job. And again, the world works by works. You're only as good as your last table. You're only as good as your last touchdown. You're only as good as your last goal. You're only as good as your last project. But in the kingdom, it's not you're only as good as the last thing you did. You're as good as the price that Jesus paid. And that never changes. And it's so powerful. And we can live in a place where we don't have to be hurt by people. We can actually hurt for them instead of being hurt by them. And so that's what people need to see. Because if you're a waitress and you've done a hard job and your boss says, you, you go over here and take away your livelihood, you can really let that affect you. You can get into unforgiveness. You can just be horribly hurt and offended, and all of a sudden it's everybody else is out to get me, or you can get born again, realize why you're on the earth, and you can cry out for that person's salvation, because that's really what we need to do. So if they never come back, ever, you'll remember that I told you about Jesus and prayed for you. Okay? I was sowing seed or watering seed. God's the one that brings the increase. So I'm not the one that brings the increase. It's God. 
there's a time. This is a blessing for you. Uh, it's like a bill or... No, that's not the bill. That's just a blessing for you because God loves you. He gave Jesus, so we give. Thanks. Yeah. Hello. Bless you. Thank you. Yeah. It's unusual for me. Yeah. We were getting ready to leave right before we left, and I went up to the girl that has now been placed as greeter. I have something for you. What? Are you ready? It's your first day, right? Right? Okay. Yes, it's my birthday. Hey. It's for you. Thank you. We want to bless you. Thank you. Jesus loves you so much. You did really good today. No matter what they say, you did good. Okay? She fell around me and cried and just sat there and sobbed in this place where the other waitresses were watching her, where the manager is watching her. She lost it because she thought, I don't get a tip because I did a bad job. But who tips somebody 100 euros? God, I thank you. I ask you to bless her in Jesus' name. Overwhelm her with your love, God, and let her know how valuable she is and how important she is. Father, thank I thank you very much. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> bless you. Amen. <laughs> it's good news. Do you know I see you working with children? I don't know if you've ever worked with kids, but I see you working with children because you really love kids and you really have a dream in your heart of doing that. So I want you to do yourself a favor and follow your dream. This job is temporary. It's only for now. You follow your dream. You go and you pour into kids because that's what you want to do. God loves you so much. Okay? Don't you be afraid, okay? <laughs> but God can turn a restaurant upside down with his love if we just dare to see who we are. And today, and today I'm asking you, I'm asking Jesus, to come make your home in my heart. God enjoys seeing the enemy lose big time. He's waiting for spirit-filled believers that are possessed by the truth, that know that they're blood-bought, spirit-taught, disciples of the living God, that will stand for righteousness, that will stand for holiness, that will stand for purity and integrity, and not bow to Baal. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name that we would have a completely different perspective when it comes to giving people what they deserve, that we would give people way beyond what they deserve. We would be radically generous, that we would turn the tables on the enemy that has made the body of Christ look ugly and that the spirit of ugly that he's tried to put on the body of Christ would be yanked off and we would look like Jesus again. Amen. What'd you think of that? See, that's the way it should be. Amen. Not religion, just Jesus. You say, well, I, I, I don't have dreadlocks. Well, I'm, I don't have dreadlocks. See, I'd take them, though. <laughs> um, I, I want more hair. We don't have to, you know, put ourselves to be like him. Just be yourself. Everyone here has something to share. Be sensitive to the people that cross your path every day. That's why we pray in tongues. We pray in the Spirit. So we're sensitive when the Spirit of God says, go over to that person, encourage them, pray for them. Amen? That's what it's all about. Let's stand to our feet.
Is there anyone today that needs prayer for your body, your physical body? Because Jesus is the healer. Amen. Anybody else? Anything specific or arm? Okay. Extend your hands, Father, in the name of Jesus. We release that healing anointing into this arm. We say be made whole. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Because, Jesus, you are the healer. And healing is the children's breath. And we receive it today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yes, ma'am. Come up a little bit more. Heart? A lump, okay. There's the anointing. You know the anointing. <laughs> Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Receive. Receive. Receive, 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 receive in the name of Jesus. Healing anointing. Oh, thank you, Father. You're the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you for your goodness and your mercy for Sandy this day. She's your daughter. She's your child. Thank you, Lord. Everything that she needs today, you supply it. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You know, when the Spirit of God moves like this, you just, you, you just almost want to let go. That's where you can get into trouble, too, because you can get in the flesh. So we need to be, you follow after peace. Amen. Here, Aiden. Yeah, I know. I know. He's <laughs> Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Oh, in some respects, yes, it's been difficult and it's been hard. But no, my grace is sufficient, and it's abounding towards you and through you to others. You're not going back. You're coming up. You're moving out. Oh, we thank you, Lord God, for the anointing of God to increase in the name of Jesus in the days ahead. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. God's doing a work. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Praise God. I know I prayed for you, Jim, but would you come, please? When I, in the beginning of a service, the Spirit of God will deal with me and different people will stick out. So I just want to pray.
So there is such an anointing here. So all you do is you're a receiver. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. We lose that anointing this day. <laughs> and the good work, Father. The good work you've begun, you will finish in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So be encouraged. Amen. Good things coming. You bet. I'll take a hug. We love you, too. God's put things in you, and it's going to come. It's going to happen. Amen. Oh, my, my. My, my, my. Thank you, Lord. Everybody just, we lift our hands today in gratitude that you're a living God. <laughs> oh, you're our creator. And you've created us for good works, good things. So, Lord, we, we do surrender to you spirit soul and body today use us individually use us as a church body thank you lord those who are led by the spirit of god are the sons and daughters of god we're your sons and daughters so lead us this day this new week order our steps in your word turn our hearts in the direction of the father spirit of god we thank you we thank you, Father. We worship you. We honor you. We honor you, Lord. You are truly so good, and your mercy endures forever. Amen. Well, go forth. And if you go to a restaurant today, you better tip good. I, I say that seriously. Do not be stingy. Did you hear me? Amen. God bless.